welcome to Wham. Today's episode, we have a choose your own adventure kind of uh, beginning bit thing. If you want to go and skip exactly the 30 seconds after I stop talking, you'll get a first bit. And if you want to skip 60 seconds to when I stop talking, there'll be a second bit and you get to choose which one you want to do. Okay, now go ahead and do that. Now, right about now, they're coming back because they realized, of course, we didn't do that. Yeah. And they feel really stupid. It's way too much effort. You were pretty foolish to honestly think we would do that, actually. Have you seen our logo? I made that on a Google slide. Come on now. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> the Wham. Episode 29, 20, 30, 29? Uh, so <laughs> I'll check real quick because I think it might be 30. Uh, let me check. Let me check. Wait. Let me check. It is. It's 30. It's 30. Oh. <gasps> Double digits. Welcome to 30. Huge. Soon we can start thinking about our life choices. But this week we watched the movie It Follows, which came out in, I think, what, 2013, right? Yes, it's been a little bit of a while since it came out, but it only got a cult following uh, a few years after its release, I believe. Mm -hmm. It was released initially at a film festival, and then it had some limited releases a little bit after, and then once that kind of was successful, then it finally got like a full big debut release. Mm. You know what that reminds me of? Hmm. Uh, Richard Linklater, he made uh, Days Confused and School of Rock. He made a movie, Hitman, and it uh, premiered uh, last March, and it's still not out yet. Oh, how does that work? How does it premiere and not... It had its world premiere uh, at South by, and now it's planning on coming out in August of this year. So it will have been like out for people to watch, at least in small theaters, uh, for over a year, but it still has not found a theatrical release. Well, that's really weird, but okay, <laughs> I guess. Um... I mean, people are excited for it, so I guess you're just building up hype. Yeah, really. I mean, um, this movie was made on $1.3 million, and in the box like it. office, it made 23.3. So they I, made I, their money back. Yeah, it's profit. Um, yeah, that's pretty good profit. Yeah. Uh, one of the things you really can tell about this movie is its budget. I think the only ways you can really... No, there's three ways. There's three ways you can tell it. One, actors. Uh, actors are unknown. You don't recognize any of them. They're not particularly bad. But it's not like huge star power and it's not incredible performances. No, um, you won't recognize anyone in, you know, this level of movie at all. And mm -hmm. they're not like horrible actors, but it's definitely not the cream of the crop. You're not paying for their acting. You're more paying for, I think, the story of the movie at this point in this kind of mm -hmm. horror movie genre. Yeah. And then second, you have camera work. It seems very inspired by what we consider uh, very great uh, uh, cinematography. It has very like cool looking static shots, but every time you kind of see how they're framing it, it always feels like it's imitating something. It never feels entirely professional. Like if an amateur was really good at what they did, that's how I would describe the cinematography. How did you feel about it? Uh, overall, I think uh, I'm going to tend to agree with that. Like this movie really felt like a, you know, like college senior year kind of film. Mm. Um, yeah. Where it was a cool idea, cool plot, um, but it just didn't have the resources maybe or the ability to make mm -hmm. it feel that much grander kind of because this definitely felt like a, I mean, it felt like a C-list movie really a lot of the time. 
Yeah, and then I think the third thing is the soundtrack, which was made entirely of a digital synth. <laughs> yeah, that definitely was something, I guess. <laughs> Not for me, but whatever. I, I, digital synth has been a part of um, the the horror landscape for a while, only really because of John Carpenter. On his low budget films, he would do his own music on it, and it stood out as like a little bit cheesy in those. But uh, just because John Carpenter's good at horror, it ended up working. But um, mm. for this, most of the time, I thought that's really annoying. There are times where I thought it was good, but it's not necessarily because it's fitting, but because I was fucking with the music. But it's like there's a time and a place for it, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Um, but th- this movie opens up and where we have this girl who's like – She's screaming and running. She's being chased by somebody. We can't see who. And she's screaming out to everybody. No one really believes her. Mm-hmm. And then after a little bit, like we cut to her later on a beach and she's sitting, calling her family, telling them like that, that she loves them and goodbye and all that. And um, it cuts to the next morning and we just see her mutilated like corpse laying on the beach. And that's how we intro right into this movie. Yeah, we see her. Where the rest of her body seems, you know, fine, except for the fact that her legs have been pretzeled in every which way. Yeah, that's a you really can't get that out. How am I supposed to untie this? Come on, it's really difficult. The bones are the hard part. Yeah, it looks like if you leave your uh, headphones in your pocket. Exactly, yeah. She turned into spaghetti. <laughs> um, and then we actually get into the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, then the real movie, the plot we actually care about. And essentially what happens here is we're introduced to our characters. I don't remember a single one of their names. I think one was Paul, actually. And one had two names. He, that did. The the man who ended up transmitting the disease that causes <laughs> this thing to happen. His, he had two names. HIV, the disease that causes it follows. No. Um, <laughs> There's, yeah, um, you got it. We're introduced to a... a a large section of kids they all go to high school uh two of them or three of them are related they're sisters and then there's or are two of them sisters i'm not they they're all just kids that hang out with one another and they have a good history together um one of the kids i think his name was paul mm-hmm. is really attracted to our main girl but she's seeing this cool dude and he's like a 21 year old and he's so mature mm-hmm. and they're going so well. And the family approves. Um, they go on a date uh, and she really likes this guy. They're going to the movie theater and they're playing this, this game, which is like somewhat, or I'll say a very lazy way to introduce the horror concept of it. They mm-hmm. play a game called guess the person where you have to in your mind you pick a person and then somebody has to find that person and guess why you'd want to trade places with them really weird i didn't don't, understand don't do why that. we did this especially yeah. not in a movie theater if you're no. looking around at everyone in a movie theater that's weird yeah sit down <laughs> what do you remember <laughs> um there was this review of black panther that said um it was worth it to see um a black kid like react to it and be excited and everybody was making fun of her just watching a black kid during the entirety of black <laughs> panther staring at this kid seeing what he's gonna do yeah um, with this. come on do something so how are you liking it who <laughs> are you cool. you like it i don't know 
bomb. Yeah, so uh, our main character has sex with this um, really cool, hot boyfriend man that she met. Um, and then we wake up. Well, they have sex, and then he chloroforms her. And then we wake up yeah. to our main character Usually tied to... Order. Huh? What? I didn't say anything. Um, they, so we wake up with our main character tied to a wheelchair. And then this mysterious boyfriend man is like, all right, I got to be honest with you. I gave you something when we did the deed where now you're going to see a creature following you constantly at a walking pace. You mm-hmm. might not recognize them. You might recognize them. If they catch you, you'll die. The only way to transmit the disease onto someone else is to have sex with them. And then if you die, it'll just go back to the last person. And then he's like, good luck. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he he ties her to a wheelchair. And he one thing is if you've had this curse before, you'll always see them. Yeah. Uh, and he like wheelchairs, wheelchairs her over to the girl, which is just some naked lady climbing up a mountain. And he says, you see her, right? And you see how she's like coming after you, right? Okay, good. Now, now you know it's real. I'm going to take you back into your car, into my car, while you're still tied up. And I'm going to drop you off on your street, basically naked. Have fun with the rest of your life. And he leaves forever. What kind of fucking plan is this, though? Like, okay, he ties her up like she's going to die fast, so she can't run away, right? Yeah. Okay, she dies 20 minutes. It's back to him. Well, what was his game plan? He was controlling the situation. He knew where the girl he he knew to drive a far ways away from her home. He knew uh, to have an eye out for the monster and have full control over her to transport her away from that situation. Um, overall, it's a decent plan. I think he's one of the smarter characters. There's just a few things that come to mind. A um, at some point, I would try to have sex with like an authority figure. So that something can be done systemically about this monster because doing like this email chain that goes on forever, maybe not the best way to do it because we could probably have it to where, I don't know, there's a government facility that's having sex with people like, okay, I have to like that's jury duty. Oh my God. That'd be horrible. (laughs) It would save people. I guess um <laughs> yeah sure and then what's the other plot hole oh he later on describes uh how he got it from this girl at a bar and then he started seeing this thing so how did he know any of this yeah stuff? he just started i at some point when you see someone walking towards you like slowly at, like if you see this for a week straight you're gonna be like all right man what's the deal like yeah. at friday you know like that's not you're not just gonna keep running away that's fair um yeah I'll, I'll accept that he just knows a lot about the rules for him to have gotten it out of nowhere with no explanation himself yeah pretty convenient yeah Plot convenient some would say <laughs> Okay. Um and then you're never going to guess what happens next. She starts seeing people. Holy shit. She she's in situations where she starts um seeing people coming towards her and then she leaves. And it's so scary, guys. Oh, oh, oh they're following. Look, oh, they're doing it. It's following. What up? Oh, no, no, it's it's far away now. 
Mm, yeah. Oh, it, it, oh, there it is. Oh, oh, no, no, it, it, it's far away now. Yeah. She tells her family about this and her friends, or just her friends. We never see her mom or dad for some reason. No, we hate them. Yeah, I don't. Also, do you know what time period this is set in? I mean, I thought it was like, I mean, like 2000s, I guess. Because okay. one of them has a flip phone. But every other technology in this, the cars, the TVs, the phones are all 50s. Yeah, it was really strange. I don't get what they were doing with that unless it was like a Twilight Zone sort of thing or just playing off of classic horror in a way. I I really don't know. This movie felt like they wanted to do a lot of stuff and they wanted to reference a lot of stuff, but it was just okay. I'm thinking, I really liked your analogy about this being like a college thesis film because I'm now seeing it in that way a lot When it ha- where it has uh, a lot of emphasis on high school. It has, um, it has amateur but nice-looking cinematography. It's a very basic concept. There are some things that seem a little bit uncleaned. Um, there's a lot of stuff around plot convenience. Um, this might it, – it wasn't though, right? Um, I mean, not that I know. I know it debuted at a film festival, so it obviously was a more amateur work. But then there are things like... Well, was it like an opening night for the festival or was it a, a small gig um, with a million dollar budget? And I don't think I remembered any of the names for the production companies. So um, Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. It debuted at the 2014 Keynes Film Festival and it was later mm. purchased by Radius TWC for distribution. Hmm. Okay. If it was at Kane's, that's, I mean, a lot of, uh, a lot of exceptional amateur stuff ends up going to Kane's. So that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Like that's where you, it's usually that. Yeah. That's usually the international market where you go. Yeah, no, you don't have a budget, but you had a dream. So you get to go to Kane's. Kind of. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, okay. Then, um, what happens? Oh yeah. She, goes to her friends and says, guys, there's this scary thing. And then mm-hmm. Paul, who has a huge crush on her, says, well, I'll stay with you. And, uh, I'll, protect I'll protect you. you. Don't worry. And then everybody, much for you. everybody stays there. And this is where we start seeing the original or the first um, presumption of like, oh, shit, might have to sleep with someone. Uh, because we start to see her get a little bit closer to Paul during this. That could just be real affection, though. But yeah, that it, could, could, it could be it could be real. It could be like yeah. manufactured, not manufactured. Yeah, she didn't necessarily try to sleep with him during this. They just had like a moment of of uh, of niceness to each other. They had a moment, and then that moment was followed by um a glass being um or somebody breaking a into window. their window. Yeah, yeah. Um, so our main character, her name is Jay. Our main character. Ah. Um. So Jay's sleeping with at a house with all her friends, and then they hear a smash at the window, and a tall man enters the bedroom, and Jay's like, all right, I gotta get the fuck out of here, and then she dips and gets on a bike, um, and then, wait. Yeah, she. I'm pretty sure she runs out of the house, and everybody's like, what is happening? And as she's leaving- Yeah, um, what, where does she go? She goes to the, to the little park, where she finds- um, where her friends find her and then someone with a car 
her neighbor who had been looking at this situation. Neighbor Greg. Before. Yeah, neighbor Greg. Shout out. We love neighbor Greg. Big fan. Yeah. Neighbor Greg took them to the lake house because he's like, I mm. guess we can wait this out. Uh, and they're just chilling because they drew drove far ways away. No, wait, 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 wait. Before they went to the lake house, they met up with the dude again. With, oh, uh, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Contact Zero. They met up with Contact Zero. They traced him down. They found his fake house uh, and found how it was like covered with like booby traps and fake mm-hmm. exits or with hidden exits so that he would always be able to escape. Um, they eventually find out where he lives. He talks to him. They give him more information and he says, you can um, you can travel to make like the distance harder. So, you know, you have a bit of time because it's literally just traveling on foot. Mm-hmm. And then I should suggest you sleep with someone for your safety. It has to keep the, it has to keep going. You what have if to you become an astronaut. Or what if you like, fuck, huh? Or just go on an island. Go to Hawaii. Here's an idea. What if you take it to space? Hmm. This is true. Just leave it in space. What's it going to do? Yeah. You just sort of like during the whole spaceship, you are on an automated thing where you're in like, you're in a two, a, a, a circle area. Um, and you're always going to be on the exact other end of that circle as the <laughs> fish. Yeah. Travel into space, drop it off on the moon, never go back to the moon. Moon is now off limits for humanity. No more. <laughs> I think that's a really good plan. They better explore that in the sequel when that oh, exists. Yeah, they follow is being made right now. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know. I guess it'll probably have a bigger budget and that'll be cool to see. Um Um will it though? Cuz I think they'll try to have the same style as this movie, so I don't think it's going to feel like it's any bigger. Maybe. Uh I never watched 28 weeks later, which is another small budget movie gets uh done again with the th- with a bigger budget but mm-hmm. um i've heard it's okay what what other movies has that i guess halloween 2 evil dead yeah. 2 mm-hmm. um it's happened a few times but um uh, um basket case um it's another Green horror Day? movie <laughs> no close though <laughs> a horror movie about a guy who has a twin brother who they were like connected at birth and his name is belial and he's just this little like gremlin like (laughs) blob of skin that lives inside of a wicker basket and he's in like 1980s new york and there's a scene where he's running like butt naked down the street of new york um you can see like a Times square before it was all like cool and everything when it was Uh a shitty area really cool movie they made three of them in one of them belial meets a woman belial and has kids um really good uh trilogy of movies are you are you shitting me right now i'm being so real (laughs) that's the case is a real trilogy of movies why did you watch this Years ago, <laughs> dude, I need to watch Basket Case. It's so funny. Belial, a mother so named good. their their tumor son Belial. Mm-hmm. 
Yep, it's great. And he gets really angry when the main character, his brother, like, starts getting a romantic relationship because he can't have sex, so he's, like, pissed. And he starts, like, attacking people. He gets so angry, he can't have sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the plot. It's Dude, better than this movie. That but, sounds um, incredible. It is. That's what I'm saying. It's so much better than It Follows. Okay, so they go to the lake house because they need to get some distance on him. And mm-hmm. they're really just chilling at this point. Greg doesn't believe there's actually a thing going on. Yeah, he's he like, is, all right, sure, guys. But he is training her to use a gun in case because obviously in this scenario, he's she's the only one that can see them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're just chilling on the beach and then like – a tug happens to her hair and she looks around and oh there it is oh. and and everybody's confused cuz she's floating in the air and Paul throws a chair and the chair is thrown back at him so he's like oh shit that actually exists um and she runs into a shed uh she shoots uh, she shoots it in the head mm-hmm. and then it just doesn't care it's just like eh. yeah it just it's just like it falls to the ground and then it gets back up um and then she freaks out from the shed, gets out of there, and then takes Greg's car and rides away until she gets into a car accident in a field and she wakes up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And so she wakes up with a broken arm and um, she starts freaking out. And then to buy time, her and her friend to quote buy time, her and her friend have sex to pass it on to him. Yeah, um, Greg, the, the the non-believer, the non-believer. Um, what? I don't really remember what happened. Traitor. Um, <laughs> after that, uh, she just keeps going. Greg, okay, listen, listen. You're gonna have to deal with this shit now. Please have sex. And Greg's like, I'll just keep track of it. And and then uh, he wants to sort of build a relationship with her. Um. But at the same time, he still doesn't believe it actually exists. Everybody else in the friend group does except for him. Mm-hmm. And he's leaving his guard down. One night, um, uh, Jay's just chilling. She's still scared as shit. But, um, you know, it's how that be. And mm-hmm. she's looking at her door and she sees someone breaking into Greg's house. She tries calling him. She tries going in. He's like, fucking Greg! Yeah. Greg, get out of there! Um, and then the it's knocking on his door and and she's screaming don't open it don't open it and then greg's like fucking what do you want mom and (laughs) what an idiot yeah really not a bright guy after this whole movie um he opens the door and is raped to death which man it's really not great not cool but he was pretty stupid I don't think you can say he had it coming. I'm saying he didn't take the correct precaution and caution when opening the door, and so it's on him. I don't think rape's ever on the victim. But you know me. What if it's a fucking omnipotent being (laughs) that follows you no matter what? That Um, you know is coming after you. Yeah, that you can't do anything about. What about that? I'll have to I'll have to check with the agency. 
you know, when you consider Greg had nothing he could do in his power to stop that monster, you know, Greg had it coming. (laughs) (laughs) Really? It's really, it's, it's, I mean, Greg should have been a lot smarter. He should have believed her of the issue. Mm -hmm. It was really sad that he died. And the second he died, uh, the ghost of Christmas past. That's what, what I refer whenever I like. I use that line way too much. <laughs> refer to things as the ghost of Christmas past. Yeah, I do it's that for, a lot. for any phantom. It immediately people know what you're talking about. You're like, oh, okay, it's a ghost. Yeah, got it. Yeah, um, um yeah. The ghost so, immediately is like, now I'm after you. <laughs> um, but yeah, she rides. What she rides back to the. She rides to the ocean to give herself more time. And then she sees some dudes on a boat. So she immediately swims over them to have sex with them and then comes back. And then she's like fine for a little bit. And then it comes back. And then they hatch a plan. So at what point um, are you like... Do you feel safe from this monster, you know? Well, in this, I like the idea that even when she's taken the precautions she needs to, um, she never feels safe. Even up until the end, she does not feel safe. Well, that's um, what I'm saying. Like, even then, you know, it's only a matter of time before it starts coming back too. So, like, I don't think any human could survive that kind of paranoia that, like, it's it's, it's the snail. We talked about this beforehand. It's yeah, the snail yeah. meme. It's constantly yeah. coming towards you, but if you touch the snail, you die. Mm-hmm. And, like but you live forever like that's it's it that's it that's this movie yeah except um there's also rape in there and there is a lot of rape in there yeah is this allegories for aids i think yeah this seems to be an allegory for maybe like rape or molest culture because there's that idea if you've been molested in the past you have a higher chance of molesting again um Mm -hmm. there's stuff you can tie to like like aids crisis and passing on this to other people um i don't know particularly what they're trying to say about this but um, it sure is something but i it wasn't strong enough of a message for me to definitively say like which one it is yeah i think if i was a smarter man i'd be able to tell you but we're not you don't come to wham to listen to experts come on now you don't even come to Wham. You just misclicked. Um, <laughs> Twenty minutes in, and you're still trying to figure out how to close the tab. God, come on! Don't fumble with it for too much longer, though. It's all right. Yeah. Uh, the it ending was, was yeah. stupid a little bit. Their their mm-hmm. plan was have Jay be in the middle of a pool, and we're gonna have a lot of electronics near it, and then you're gonna point to where it is in the pool, and we're gonna throw this electrocuting stuff in it. Right? Really not a great plan. This is like what 10-year-olds would come up with. Yeah, I mean, she's also in the pool. They didn't even put her on like a floaty or anything. Mm-mm. They're you just raw in it. Done? I don't... I think they... I would have They said had that. the idea initially for this movie, and then they planned it out, and they're like, all right, well, shit, how do you win? And they're like, fuck. Mm-hmm. And then they just needed something, so it gave you kind of a stalemate sort of deal. Yeah, I think the worst part about this is the idea that we've already established earlier that um, shooting them really doesn't work. And then you want to know how they eventually kill it? They put a drape over it so they know where it is and they just keep shooting it. And then eventually it dies. Wow. I just think 
uh, I wish this movie relies on the supernatural. I mm-hmm. think if you're relying on the supernatural, it's not bad to have a supernatural solution. That's fair. Um, with with all that stuff, how are you feeling like you're going to want to rate this movie? Um, I'll, I'll get, uh, here's the thing. I think I went into this thinking full budget because it was this, it was given to me as like a really popular horror movie. So I was expecting like to like be really wowed by this. I'm not incredibly Mm -hmm. wowed by it. Um, I think for production value of just a million, it's impressive what they could do with that. The same way I'm impressed by how like a college chef is able to make like a good chicken meal out of what they have in their cupboard. That's really fair. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll give this, I'll give this probably just a three out of five. I think this movie had some really good ideas and it's a cool concept, but it's not very fun. And once you get like deeper than like surface, I think it's pretty shallow um neat idea but as soon as you go below the surface it's just kind of uh so i'm gonna honestly say a two mm-hmm. um like i said i hope the next movie they kind of do something more with it they either expand or change something about it um but just going into the movie and then having the problem just not even be solved by it just the ending be oh it's still going on mm-hmm. i don't that's not very fun yeah, I didn't feel very satisfied, and mm-hmm. the acting was just okay. So there was really nothing drawing me into, into yeah. this. There's certainly no um, no element of this that has like a pure strength. If you go into cinematography, no. If you go into music, no. If you go into acting, no. If you go into screenwriting, no. It just has okay elements in well, not okay elements in all of it. Music needed work. Um, yeah, but. Just when you look at everything, there's not a single thing where it's like they were a master at this. Sorry, my phone went off. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, but after this little ad segment, a uh, little, little fun little jaunt into news territory. Um, and uh, we'll see you then. Yeah. Here at Wham, we use this podcast as an artful avenue to blissfully and peacefully vent our fiery, unbridled rage buried deep, deep down. And now you can too. It's now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Log in using your browser and start recording a high quality podcast right away. Record studio quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of Zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. If you thought about podcasting before and you realize that you need a lot of different tools and services, those days are over. With Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform, you can create your podcast all in one place and distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code WHAM and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. We want you to have the same easy experiences we do for all our podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. The headlines. Okay, so for this movie segment, I think there's really only one thing we can talk about. We finally got the Oscar nomination list. Um, Mm -hmm. We had a very good year, and overall, the nominations have been very good. We have uh, 10 Best Picture nominees. I think it is American Fiction, which I want to watch with you before the – before it's out of theaters um mm-hmm. 
the zone of interest, poor things, Barbie, Oppenheimer, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, The Holdovers. That means there's three more. What else didn't I say? Past Lives, Anatomy of a Fall, and Maestro. Mm, yeah. Uh, Anatomy of a Fall, uh, I don't think you would have liked it, in all oh, honesty. Really? Um, I think <laughs> it's half in English, half in French. It's a courtroom drama uh, trying to figure out if this wife killed her husband by throwing her out of a window or if he just fell like that. Um, it's fine. There are some okay elements in it. I think especially in performance, it has a very good child performance in this. Mm-hmm. It just can be very boring. And I can see how that's a problem. Yeah, but that's a little disappointing. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see American fiction, Barbie, or Poor Things uh, for our Oscar season. Uh, Maestro is available on Netflix. That would also be an easy watch for us. Uh, Zone of Interest, I've heard, is very depressing. Um, okay. yeah, I, th- I think it's about a Nazi family and what it's like to grow like into Nazi beliefs as a family unit. And I've heard there's some really great sound design, which you never hear about a movie. No, so I'm intrigued by that. It must be good then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's has a very limited release though. In all honesty, it'll probably be available for $20 on prime once it becomes Oscar season. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Um, there was a little bit of flack about best, um, director and best actress specifically because best, um, director did not include Greta Gerwig and best actress did not include Margot Robbie, both for Barbie. Yeah. Um, let's Margot Robbie. Up. I can totally see. She did great. She did great in Barbie. Did you, you ended up watching Barbie, right? I did. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. Um, I think Margot Robbie did great. I also think that list is full of great performances and that Margot Robbie was not even ever going to win when you have Emily Blunt running in Oppenheimer. Yeah, I I think it's not saying that she's a bad actress, but more of just these are some pretty insane Mm -hmm. picks to go up against. So the fact that she didn't make the cut in this pretty short list doesn't say anything about her acting chops at all. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, and also in Best Director, it was a very stacked list this year as well. I mean, you have Christopher Nolan and Martin Scorsese both in there. Fuck, both in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Justine for um, Anatomy of a Fall. I would say the direction was okay. It was mostly the screenwriting where it didn't do well. Because, wow, I mean, it had great performances in that that you'd have to give to the director as well as these actresses and actors. Um, I don't remember... I think it was the director of Poor Things and then someone else. Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie not being nominated are supposed to be polls at um, at like not being feminist or that the Oscars are negating a, a feminist movie and feminist morals. I mm-hmm. think it's important to note not only are they still nominated, uh, Greta Gerwig for um, – best adapted screenplay so she did write that and then uh margot robbie was nominated for being a producer on barbie which counts towards best picture mm-hmm. but i think it's also important to know this movie got eight nominations and there was a lot of women like in film this year uh, anatomy of a fall poor things uh past lives there was just overall a great focus on women yeah i don't think barbie got 
overlooked whatsoever. Um, it's still definitely won a pretty good amount of awards. So I don't think anyone on that production and it is made, be disappointed. And it made a billion dollars. Really, I don't think anyone's going to look at like their award shelf and the nominations for Barbie and be like, you know what? R- really could have done better this year, guys. <laughs> We're like, it's for sure that Barbie's going to walk out with some awards, probably in production design and costuming. Or mm-hmm. I don't know if it got costuming, but it did get production design. Yeah, I saw production design. Okay. It's definitely going to go out with some Oscars. And let's be honest here. There are a lot of people saying that it was a technically very impressive movie. That's why it'll probably win a lot of technical awards. But if you're going a against people um like martin scorsese who has been only perfecting his game for what has to be a 60 year career that it's going to be very hard to get every nomination you're not going to have a barbie sweep if anything's going to sweep it will be oppenheimer that's about it yeah that, that's really fair when you're going up against something that giant and someone that experienced uh, it, it's you're going uphill really mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll break the glass ceiling rock? last year. Huh? What? What did you say? I meant to say, we'll break the glass ceiling next year, women. <laughs> Get them next year, girls. Let's try 2025. It's that, um, it's that, like, whatever 1920s woman, like, poster. Oh, uh, Rivet the, what is her name? The Riveter. Something. Ronda the Riveter? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was, I don't know if it's Rhonda, but yeah. Rochelle. <laughs> Rudy or something. That's um, a man's name. Yeah. I feel like it's Rhonda. <laughs> um, what else happened? Um, Leonardo DiCaprio did not get a nomination for his acting in Killers of the Flower Moon. I'm not surprised. Surprised he didn't get given an insane amount in that movie. That's fair. That's he fair. He didn't get the emotional role. Yeah. Uh I Lily Gladstone will most likely win for oh, what am I stupid? Emily Blunt's not gonna win best um actress. Lily Gladstone probably will. For Colors oh. of the Flower Moon. Oh, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah. Oh, no, then yeah, I'm I'm thinking the Killers of the Flower Moon woman is yeah. probably going to. But she's she probably would, gonna win. Personally, I think she was all right. I think, I think she did amazing, mm-hmm. but she wasn't given an insane range of motion to be able to go through in that movie. That's fair. I think she portrayed the most important emotion needed in that movie. I think without her specific performance, it would feel a lot less devastating. Mm-hmm. I think she she seemed to be the backbone in that movie. As much as Leonardo DiCaprio was the protagonist, like everyone was really rooting for and like praying with that woman. Um, it's weird to see a, a Scorsese movie now that I'm thinking about it because it's an obvious idea where it's focused on criminals because that's mm-hmm. what he does a lot. But yeah. never have we really had a um, a person that we're supposed to see as the the moral good in the situation. Like it's usually just we're going to have just a ton of violence and you know what they're doing is wrong from just a from just a human standpoint of okay that's bad. Never have we had someone that we empathize with so much that feeds into our hatred of the main character. I agree. <laughs> I can never remember what directors made what, so I can't tell you another Scorsese movie right now. But um, uh, you sound right. 
Yeah. Goodfellas, uh, the aviator, wall street, Wolf of wall street, um, mm. Irishman. Mm. I watched two of those. All Taxi right. driver. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Mean streets, raging bull. I'm not done. Um, I haven't watched any of these. I've watched two <laughs> so far. I think, yeah, that's all the ones I could name. Yeah. I've only watched two of those movies. <laughs> Goodfellas uh, and the Irishman. Do you know the theme? Robert De Niro. Oh, <gasps> That's not no. fair to say about <laughs> uh, monsters, the, idiot. Yeah, mobster movies. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, yeah. What else happened in the Oscars? Oh, I have really bad news. What? Bradley Cooper's probably going to win an Oscar for what? Well, um, looking at original screenplay, it has a lot less competition than adapted screenplay this year, which has both. Um, Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, and Barbie. Going into original screenplay, the only huge um, competition there is Maestro, written by Bradley Cooper, and then The Holdovers. I think that's probably going to be where he wins. Because let's be honest, this movie was made, Maestro was made to win an Oscar. But what if he doesn't just because they know out of spite, they're like, don't give it to him. I would I would respect them so much if Maestro walked out with not a single award. I'd be happy. There was a there was I a think joke framed the day on my wall. There was a joke made that um, Leonard Bernstein has a Grammy, a Tony, and an Emmy. Um, if if Bradley Cooper were to win the Oscar playing Leonard Bernstein, it would technically count as him getting his EGOT. You know, that's true. I think you should go for it. I think from the grave, a person playing you gives you your last award. Finally, my recognition. Finally, I can revive now. <laughs> what if, the, yeah, that's what an EGOT they gets you. Yeah. It gets you a one up. Yeah, there's there's not a lot going at the moment. Um, yeah. We have some better movies coming into March. But uh, for the moment right now, nah, we got we got a little bit of a dry spell. Everybody's mostly just waiting for Oscar season to hole up. Um, yeah, I'm really waiting for um, Iron Claw to come onto streaming because I've been meaning to go see it in the theaters, but I just real. don't think it's going to happen. So I'm going to see it in the when it goes to streaming. I think but. I saw it. Somebody watching it on streaming recently. Oh, did you? That, um, I, I've seen a lot of advertisements for it. So maybe. I think it's like a you know a, a, a video on demand kind of thing right now. Yeah, that's okay. Um, but yeah, but is there any, have you seen Wonka? No, I haven't seen Wonka. I won't see I, Wonka. I think we should see Wonka. Well, okay, we could see Wonka. It's fully in our ability. But with Oscar season coming up, we also have Maestro, which is on Netflix. We have um. We have American Fiction, which is in theaters, and we have Poor Things, which is in theaters. I don't know what American Fiction is. I'll have to watch a trailer later, yeah. but this is true. I don't want to watch Poor Things. Mm -hmm. American Fiction yeah. is probably the funniest plot idea I've heard in a while. This black author doesn't like how he's not being respected as a intellectual, so he writes under a code name, and he starts making up stories about his hard life in the ghetto, and he's on, he immediately is a bestseller. <laughs> that's great uh, Max I'm really down for that yeah it's, um, it's getting great reviews hmm interesting uh, I'm pretty excited to watch that actually
But uh, if we don't have anything else for news, um, then this has been Wham. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Um, thanks again to Zencaster for sponsoring this episode. Remember to follow the link on our podcast about page. Go to our link tree, see all our socials and our YouTube channel, where we'll now be posting a full video version of Wham. Not directly video of us, but a little gift that we made. So we hope you all enjoy that there. Yeah, um, a lot of work went into that. If I hear any of you making fun of it, I will take it down. We will cry really hard about it and take it down quietly. The next wham will just be a self-reflection time. <laughs> um, this has been wham. And you've been wham. All right. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Yeah, baby.